Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. And that's if we make it to tomorrow at all, because the sun this morning says there's a ginormous asteroid big enough to obliterate the Earth, which will skim right past us at 24,000 kilometres an hour tomorrow. It's over a 1,000 feet long, apparently, egg-shaped. You won't see it or anything. Uh, it'll come dangerously close, and it's been labelled potentially hazardous. <laughs> I mean, what does that mean, potentially hazardous? Is it going to wipe us out or not? It's heading toward us, but I think it'll probably miss and take a bit of a, a skid or a veer away. Papers this morning talk uh, about ah, just uh, little crumbs from the table for you this morning. Front of the examiner saying that every home is going to get a hundred euro energy credit next year. No idea why. I mean, it's not a gift that you'd return or anything, but you've got to wonder, what's the motivation behind it? Uh, is it some kind of a, a spin on trying to get us to think more positively about political parties? Like the Times this morning, I don't have the figures in front of me, but the Times have another poll on their front page today, which shows Sinn Féin now absolutely country miles ahead of Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, the Greens, Labour, um, and they just keep on storming ahead. So you can look at that in the Irish Times this morning. I'll give you more of the figures a little later on. Heard in the news this morning, actually, that uh, back here in the real world, of course, the cost of Christmas figures close to everybody's heart, wallets and purses. And they're figuring that it will cost the Irish average Irish household close to a thousand euro. Now it depends who you are and where you are. Some people will be saying, "Oh my God, I would never be able to spend that much on Christmas." And others, of course, listening to this will be saying the opposite: that it costs an awful lot more than a thousand. Depends on the income, depends on the household. But the Echo this morning has both the Lord Mayor Colum Kelleher and the Cork Business Association president photographed on the beautiful, beautiful street that is, of course, Oliver Plunkett Street, encouraging people over this weekend and all of next week and for the next 15 days to shop local, if at all possible. There's a great buzz in the city. I was in there yesterday, and I'll tell you more about that little shopping trip a little later on. But at the same time, you're being warned to be very careful about the stuff that you're buying online, particularly if you're topping up on toys this Christmas time, because some of them can be seriously dodgy, and they're knockoffs, a lot of them. Like the Mirror says that there's cheap knockoffs now of like uh, Peppa Pig lookalikes and remote control cars and planes and games consoles and torches and different playing figures and dolls, and they're dangerous and they're hazardous, and they've got to have a particular brand and stamp on them. A European brand means that they're past, but a lot of the dodgy ones don't, of course. They're coming in from overseas and right to your doorstep. So you've got to be careful about that. But who's going to be celebrating? Who isn't? They're having the same questions in the UK, incidentally, not just here, with the rise in cases of Omicron. Like, for instance, six Omicron infections have now been detected in Ireland, and the Taoiseach is admitting that he can't rule out further restrictions before Christmas. Here we go again. Drip feeding information. Do you take it seriously? Do you ignore it? Is there more to come? What date would they potentially decide to um, put in more restrictions? Could it be that date that's knocking around in my head all the time? December 22nd. Uh, but it makes the mirror today. It makes the independent with regards to Christmas celebrations. I mean, things have got so much tighter in the UK now that the Times UK is saying that the price of the pint is going up by 10 pence. Why? Well, there's been so many Christmas <coughs> cancellations and so many pubs and restaurants and hotels and what have you 
In fact, big Christmas parties cancelled and they've got restrictions with the amount of people, certainly here anyway, that they're having to put up prices. But um, again, the whole issue of jabs and top-ups makes the papers and the screw-up that saw continues to see many people being uh, turned turned away from getting their booster shots. And that happened yesterday. Why? Again, it's an IT computer glitch, apparently. So you got all of this talk with regards to various problems regarding computers. And it's not too far, actually, from the pandemic unemployment payment story from yesterday, where it turns out uh, that um, uh, there's a, a fair old whack of people have been claiming pop who weren't eligible for it makes them ineligible for the payment and they figure that 10% of claims that they looked at now and it could be much higher than 10% of all of the claims were actually ineligible for the payment you have to wonder now what the government or revenue or whoever are going to do about those ineligible claims with regards to the amount of money people claimed and their work status at the time of the claim I mean well it's a self declaration if you recall you know there was very little paperwork you just made the application and they're also looking very close to the amount of people who perhaps use multiple bank accounts also right so you could have people who are getting a lot more than just one pub payment so will um, the government or revenue or anybody like that go after that money and ask for it back and if they did is it spent will they ever get it back so we'll come back to another story that we were talking about on the air yesterday because it makes the front of the examiner today it was breaking out in New Zealand yesterday where they plan to bring in a new law which will effectively ban cigarettes from 2027 so more on that and I'd love your thoughts on it but there's an interesting one then with regards to addictive substances I don't know whether you have seen yet the television series Dope Sick I've seen it and I would highly recommend that you watch it it's a television drama out of America with Michael Keaton do you remember that great actor he's getting great movies at the moment he actually did Batman years ago but uh, it's a new 10 or 12 part talking about the history of Oxycontin uh, that very very highly addictive painkiller in America that absolutely ruined communities I actually didn't know that it was still uh, on sale or still being prescribed but apparently it is but there's an advanced paramedic makes the papers today who actually became addicted uh, to the pain-killing drug OxyContin who got five months jail for several offences this is a Cork story actually for several offences including, including repeatedly driving under the influence of cocaine uh, and also of having no insurance apparently Guards came upon the driver driving on the wrong side of the road. And God almighty, imagine the carnage if there'd been a crash regarding that one. And and also, other substance issues make the, this morning's front page of the Cork Independent, where they say, on their front page of this week's Cork Independent, they're saying that according to the uh, Cork City Guard Chief, Chief of Superintendent Tom Myers, who's into the job now, and congratulations to him, um, there was the Joint Policing Committee this week, and it reported that there were 13 reported drink spiking incidents in Cork over the past six weeks. 13 of them reported. Don't know if they were backed up by medical or clinician evidence from a hospital, but the front page of the uh, Cork Independent says 13 reported spikings, which is worryingly high. Papers also this morning uh, talk of uh, other people who have been maybe um, not necessarily behaving as best they could, and that is Downing Street. That I mean, I don't know whether it would ever take anything in, in this day and age now to topple the Tories or to topple uh, Boris Johnson. But there's all sorts of inquiries going on in the UK now with regards to not only uh, three different Christmas parties at number 10 Downing Street, but also a Christmas party in Boris Johnson's own flat, which was refurbished with money that wasn't his. And that's another huge talking point in the UK at the moment as well. And for those of you that love uh, electric cars or the next big thing, of course, will be self-drive and you might fancy a Tesla or one of these. 
Apparently, Tesla has uh, provoked serious safety concerns now. They've just enabled uh, whatever you do to enable the software in some Tesla cars uh, to allow drivers to play video games in the cars while the vehicles are moving. It's a story that makes the Times UK today. I mean, there are so many different things. You could even... I'm like, day will come when you can go for a snooze inside in the car when you're talking a trip, going to work or whatever, you could have a shave. And people do that anyway. Put on their makeup. People do that anyway. Talk on your mobile phone. People do that anyway. But the papers also are saying that with the lotto rolling on and on, and it's six months now since the lotto win, well, the lotto bosses will be quizzed today by an Oroctus committee. <laughs> This has got so serious. It's got all the way to Dal Aaron. Why hasn't anybody won the lotto in six months? Would you give me a break? Answer the question and be honest and truthful about it. I suppose it's all just down to luck and chance, they'll say. But, do you know, I've been talking about the different Christmas sweets and boxes and tins that you can get. And what's the favour and what gets like behind? I was absolutely heartbroken a couple of weeks ago to say that nobody likes the bounty suite. I love them. And I'd go for them first. But there's research out now this morning says that Quality Street can reveal the sweet that Irish consumers most want back in the tin. Apparently, these are ones that they rubbed out or took out and they want them back in there. Um, would you believe that the sweet that people want back in the Quality Street tin is the coffee cream? The coffee creme. Whatever you have in yourself. I mean, who'd eat that? Like, coffee should be in a mug or a cup. It should be hot and you should drink it. It does not belong in a sweet and it just does not belong in a cake. Only in a cup. The coffee cream, followed by the almond octagon. The fruit of the forest cream. Oh, I'd love this. This would be lovely. They want the Jaffa toffee back. Doesn't even the sound of that sound delicious. The Jaffa, the, the Jaffa toffee. But the most popular one that apparently, you know, one of the old favourites must have taken it out at some stage and people want it back. The coffee cream. What are your thoughts on that? Text 0868104106. The Neil Prenderville Show. Oh, yesterday I was also talking about um, the amount of people that have forgotten and at the very last minute or even when it's too late, they've left out a gift for somebody and was chatting with Kira about it and she says it's always handy to keep a couple of bits and pieces in the boot of the car. So maybe a quality street or a celebrations or something like that, a couple of those boxes or tins in the boot of the car. Uh, maybe somebody might have given it to you. Just leave it in the car and then at short notice you can just re-gift it, yeah? Having a gift that you didn't like or ever use, I wonder. Believe it or not, there's an international holiday that encourages you to pass on stuff that you got or didn't want or don't use. It's December 16th, yeah? So it's next week. It's called International Regifting Day. And it's always celebrated on the Thursday before Christmas. I never knew about that, but I was very interested to hear about whether or not people um, ever re-gift presents. Say, for instance, the worst thing that you ever got, that you just passed it on to the next poor sucker. Seamus Whelan took to the streets of Cork to find out. Don't, don't you want me? There's certain things you get and uh, it's not of any use. And... You know, if you can donate it to a charity shop or give it to someone who needs it, happy days. Like what sort of stuff would you normally give to? Um, toiletries, mostly. Ones I don't like. Ones that smell weird. <laughs> don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me, oh. 
I'm just grateful to get a gift. Uh, yeah, I would. I would definitely re-gift something. Um, yeah, exactly. From a practical point of view, if something really doesn't serve a purpose or you've got too many of them, well then, fair enough. It's absolutely fine. Um, no, I wouldn't exactly give it back to the same person the next Christmas. I'd just be rubbing salt into the wound. Not only have you given me a crap gift, but I think that little of you that I'm going to give it back to you again. And what do you make that something that you may have gifted herself now has made, made it up somewhere else? No, I wouldn't mind if she did. If, if, Ferris, if, uh, if she thinks that little of me, then doesn't really matter. Might what gift just, do I give her? Just what you need. <laughs> Here's a sign. Here's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too late now to say sorry? Maybe a book or a chain or something that I didn't like. If I had it for a while, I'd wrap it up and give it back as a gift as a present every Christmas, I would, so... And you don't feel guilty? No, not really, no. <laughs> no, it's a cheap way out, to be quite honest. I've re-gifted presents from, like, family members to other family members. <laughs> but the thing is, the people that I gave it to were sitting there when I got the gift. <laughs> so they know where I got it. <laughs> if I gave you some... I don't think they really care. <laughs> As long as it's being used. Because they're always broke. <laughs> because again, we're all broken. We can't afford to give our people new gifts that are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> We're always very grateful for what we get. <laughs> and did you ever receive one that was re-gifted? I don't know. I don't think so. We wouldn't know. Oh no. No. It's not something you do, no? No, 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 no. You might give it to the person that gave it to us. <laughs> We're in a bad state. What sort of stuff would you re-gift? Something I don't like. <laughs> I need. I'd never return it. I'd rather give it to someone else. And you're no guilt on passing it on to somebody else? No. I think if I ever didn't like a gift, it just went in the attic somewhere and I haven't seen it since. And how does it feel now that maybe something you gifted herself may have ended up somewhere else? <laughs> oh, I know what she has. I know it hasn't gone anywhere else. <laughs> I usually keep what I have with us. Pretend I like it. <laughs> it would be bad to give it back, like, you know what I mean? I would give it to someone else. I got no um, a couple of pairs of stockings no. Um if there was glasses or something, packs of glasses, you know them fancy glasses, or boxes of chocolates, I'm a diabetic too, so chocolate to me is a nightmare. If I eat them, I'm only giving myself complications, so I'd, I'd gladly give them by. And were you ever caught? No. If there was someone very close to me, very, very close to me, maybe I'd hold on to it, but it's, again, with the likes of chocolate, it's a sin to see that go waste. So some of my kids know I'd leave them over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, the likes of glasses and stuff, as I say, if the person was very dear to me, I'd keep them. I might never use them, but I'd keep them because it came from that particular person. Jonah Louis and 
Stop the Cavalry. That's a great Christmas favourite. Lines open at one 106 You can text 0868-104-106. Talk about re-gifting things that you never wanted or got and didn't like. I suppose we all have one or two of those stories. I probably shared this years ago, but I remember as a kid, I was only about 12 or something, I got this fabulous little box at Christmas time. I'll never forget it. It was a really, really deep, shiny red and on the front of it was this little drummer boy. I must have been younger than 12 because I thought, oh my God, this is going to be incredible. This is like a figure of a drummer boy that you wind up and he plays the drums. So maybe I was about seven or eight, I can't remember. So I was really excited about it. I opened the top of it and took it out. I think I got it from an aunt or something. And it turned out to be soap on a rope. <laughs> soap on a rope. And I've been scarred since. It's one of those memories that just will not go away. Um, it's a bit like the memory of an oak fire pizza. Once you taste it, the memory of its beauty and deliciousness will never go away. So it's a free food Friday again today with oak fire pizza. We'll feed about 15 of you. Um, six large pizzas, the really big ones, the garlic breads, the potatoes, the drinks, the dips, the desserts, all you will need. Courtesy of ourselves and oak fire pizza. And if you're ordering pizza of the weekend, Clonakilty, Bandon, Princess Street, Gillaby Street and Douglas Village. I think I've promised an extra couple of pizzas as well this year to different callers so I need to bear that in mind as well so text who you are and where you are to 0868104106 you might be working you might be working from home you mightn't be working but let us know who you are and where you are 0868104106 and we'll get stuck into those shoutouts at the same time um, today being Friday we have a 1000 euro voucher to give away for Michelle the jeweller's Patrick Street, Cork, 60 years in business. So all week it was 200 euro vouchers. Today it's a thousand euro. Do you think, imagine what you could buy for a thousand euro in Michelle. So again, you're listening out for these three blingy type songs, artists and titles. They're kind of blingy, sparkly, jewelry related kind of songs. Uh, in the right order, ideally. Don't call just yet, but I'll play it a few times between now and 10 to midday. <laughs> Okay, challenging, I suppose. Challenging. Anyway, get your thinking caps on of that. It is worth a grand, so there might be a little work involved in that one. We'll play it a few times between now and uh, and 10 minutes to midday. Meanwhile, of course, we've been doing some lovely nostalgic reminiscing across the week, haven't we? With the Furniture Centre in Blackpool, providing Irish-made fabrics for over 40 years and another 500 euro voucher to give away this morning for your beautiful Christmas traditional stories. Either yours or things that have been handed down from generation to generation. And very interestingly, the Barry family themselves at the Furniture Centre even shared one of their own Christmas traditions. They got in touch to say and this is from the Furniture Centre. We used to do a Christmas tradition in our store at the Furniture Centre called the Penny Sweet down through the years. I don't mean S-W-E-E-T. I'm saying S-U-I-T-E as in a three-piece suite. And they used to do it down through the years. On the first day of the sale, on the 27th of December, the first person outside the door of the shop would get a brand new three-piece suite for just a penny. (laughs) We ran this for years and years and it was very popular. Our grandparents lived in Mulgrave Road and we used to pass and we used to pass the shop over the Christmas visiting them and we found it hard to see people queuing in the rain. So we took the decision eventually to stop it. Should we bring it back this year, they're asking? Well, what do you think? I suppose they were passing their own shop 
maybe two or three days before Christmas and they'd see people all or before the sale and they'd see people already queuing outside for the penny suite and I suppose they thought that it was just hard on people and they felt that maybe it was a little cruel so they stopped it I don't know if that was such a great idea should they bring it back? I would think so I don't know what the rest of you think. Text 0868104106. Michael says, I'm originally from the Blackrock Parish and I knew you back in the early days. Fair play to you, Michael Moynihan. Uh, I haven't been back home in Cork for 10 years now as I promised to help the man in the big red suit for 10 years to bring happiness to the children in Japan instead. Yeah, he's a Santa helper in Japan. I retired this year and had planned to come home for Christmas, but it's just not possible because of COVID times. But I always listen to the show, usually a day late because of the time differences. I was feeling fairly sorry for myself over the past few weeks listening to the talk of food and memories on, of Christmas on Leaside. But then I was listening to Kira's sad TSB Sam scam story and it made me feel that things aren't so bad after all and that Kira is a lot more deserving than I am. So if I'm lucky enough, for instance, to say win a voucher or win the competition for the 500 euro or a hamper, please give it to her and her children from me and wish her a happy and a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. I can always get home next year. That's lovely to hear from you, Michael, and thanks for that kind gesture. In fact, I'll have an update from Kira. It's looking good for Kira with the permanent TSB, incidentally. Some more on that across the morning. We've got calls on the way on 1850-104-106. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. All right, then. Once upon a time, in a not-so-far-away Cork parish... There was a girl called Fiona and a boy called Anthony who tried to get married many times and couldn't. And on their third attempt to get married, they needed a bit of help. And somebody came to their aid and to tell us that story because Fiona can't and Anthony can't because they're busy now on their honeymoon in Tenerife, thanks be to God. But her sister is joining me by phone and that's Olivia Olivia good morning good morning Neil how are you as I say once upon a time for the third attempt because the pandemic cancelled the first two I believe was it it was indeed yeah and the, the first two dates yeah right. so the third date was for November 26th it was indeed and is she your youngest sister she is indeed she's the youngest of a family of eight children and six girls actually she's the youngest of the six girls so she was the last a girl that my dad got to walk up the aisle so it was oh, great oh the last girl to marry six was, times yeah. up and down the aisle your dad was six times yeah so he's glad now to be rid of us all <laughs> so did he give all six away that still he, happens does it he did he actually gave all six of us away and his health hadn't been great actually the past couple of years so each time the wedding was put back the date Fiona was getting more and more anxious you know because it was so important obviously to have him there so it was great that he was in good health on the day and he enjoyed it immensely. Oh, so that's so lovely to hear. It mustn't have been a dry eye in the church. <laughs> no, definitely not. It was a very emotional day, yeah. And I'd say your dad looked a million bucks. But, but, he actually but, did, yeah. but Fiona was concerned because there was, there was a very important part of the wedding, or at least her, her clothing, missing. There was, yeah. It was stuck in a Dublin mail centre for three weeks. So she was tracking this cape online. She really wanted this cape for her outdoor pictures. Um, What's a cape now? Is that a bit like a posh scarf or something? Um, yeah, something. So it was like this feather kind of cape uh, just to go around her shoulders, you know, for the outdoor uh, pictures. 
Um, so she was tracking it for three weeks online and it wasn't moving. And the day before we were due to leave on the Thursday to head to Clarny for the wedding, um, she was upset that morning that I hadn't come, it wasn't moving. So after I spoke to her, I came home and I was trying to think of anybody I knew when I'm puffed. So I thought of Miles Gaffney, a local guy here on the north side. So I don't actually know um, Miles very well personally. I know his family. Um, I never actually spoke to him. So I sent him a Facebook message and thankfully he responded straight away looking for the tracking number and jumped in to, to help. Um, Forgive me, so but why was it stuck three weeks? Where was it stuck? So it was stuck in the Dublin Mail Centre because the boutique she bought it um, from in the UK, they didn't put any um, contact details on the package for her. So it was stuck in customs, but they had no details for to contact Fiona to make the payments to get the package released. So it was just stuck there. Ah, so you, she, were, she was actually kind of quite lucky that they just didn't send it back to the UK anyway, aren't they? She yeah, was yeah. really lucky, yeah. She was haunted. So, with the tracking number, Miles was able to find where it was and he was able to see what the problem was, that there was no details on it. So... I heard there was 39 Facebook messages <laughs> messages, and over a dozen phone calls. There was. All back and forth. All in, in one day. Yeah. <laughs> he was absolutely incredible. I was sitting in the hairdressers actually having my hair uh, done and he was actually ringing me. The girls were laughing in the background. Um, he was really, really, he was getting this cape no matter what for us, you know. He, <laughs> he was, was the cape's crusader, wasn't he? <laughs> he was, he really was. He was like a dog with a bone. He wasn't, you know, going to back down and we just, we couldn't get over him. You know, the, the effort he went to and I'm sure it, his heart broke because it was going on all day long, even when he finished work. We were still in contact and he was getting his colleagues in Little Island to, to track it. Was there a phone call at 5.15 in the morning at some stage? Yeah, there was to me, yeah. So you see, post people get up very early. Yeah, yeah, you know. So he actually rang me at quarter past five in the morning and he was like, I have it. It came into Little Island at 25 past one. And he said it's on its way to Churchfield now to the depot there. So I was there myself to meet it an hour later. Uh, but Where, did Where did you meet? Where did you meet? For their wedding rings that Miles has in Little Island as well. Oh, really? Um, so Not the wedding that. rings, the box for the wedding rings, it is it? It was the box to hold, like a double box to hold the, the rings. So I literally ended up chasing Miles around the Glen on his route that morning and we actually ended up meeting in the car park of Cork Prison. <laughs> that must <laughs> <have> look suspicious. <laughs> yeah, especially when I was radioactive looking in the car covered in fake tan since my spray tan the night before. The staff were queuing up outside to go in and I'd say they were wondering what the hell well, was Well, you know, p- people transferring two different boxes in the car park of Cork Prison. <laughs> Not <laughs> suspicious looking Would have been all, caught on CCTV <laughs> cameras to <laughs> say. <laughs> it was hilarious when I think back of it now. Oh but yeah, he saved the day. He was absolutely incredible and Fiona was thrilled. She went off to Killarney that afternoon, absolutely thrilled. She had everything. So we just want to thank him and give him the recognition that he deserves you for better what believe he done. It. He's a great bit of stuff. He joins me by phone. I used to call him the singing postman, but now the Cape <laughs> Crusader. Miles, good morning. <laughs> Why, Neil? Fair, things, why? Fair play to you, boy. In true cork spirit, she says you were like a dog with a bone. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you get those messages, me and I said, Miles, I'm sorry, you know, to, um, to be annoying and maybe I'm a bit of a cheek. You know, and then the rest of it is, can you get me something? Sorry, yeah, like, yeah, kind of like, Miles, I, you don't know me, but I wonder, is there any way you can... <laughs> 
Well done, kid. Well done. Do you get many of those kind yeah. of special requests? All the time. I mean, I look. I saw a post the other day having a bash off the post people. Well, I can tell you that all my colleagues anyway, that none of them get out of bed at half four in the morning to let, let the people down. You know, we're there for the people all the time. You know, and if we can help, we will. I'm not the only fella that goes out of his way. This happens on a daily basis all over the city, you know. Yeah, well, well did you know, like, it wasn't it wasn't a piece of very important medical equipment you were trace, chasing down. Or did you know that it was some sort of a feather boa cape to go around someone's <laughs> neck? Yeah, I did, but I was, it was explained to me how important it was. and it was. How could it be that important? If it was the wedding dress, well, I'd say something like... Well, it was a part of the wedding dress and the whole wedding outfit, I suppose, women. <laughs> and my own wedding and stuff, that the women really go into that. Um, you see, Olivia, ye obsess, you see. Ye obsess about the smallest details. That's it, you see. That was it. There was no way we could leave her without it. It was their third attempt. And if we had to go to the moon to make sure that their wedding day was spectacular, we yeah. were going to do it. Well, let me, let me give a word of advice to everybody listening. Don't be buying feather capes and other pieces of stuff like that overseas online. Buy it in a cork shop and walk in and collect it yourself. Exactly. <laughs> that is a great thing. What you say, that's, the problem, that's the problem buying from England now with Brexit you see there's a, there's a duty charge in it and there's somebody else needs uh, to be mentioned a uh, colleague of mine in Little Island Fiona Buck there was Fiona I contacted and she got up on the computer and said well, there wasn't even an address on it it was, it was the wrong address so yeah, Fiona yeah. corrected all of that and she got it released from um, the customs after it was paid and then she contacted Dublin and told them that this package needs to be in Cork uh, this evening so I would take it that somebody in Dublin instructed the driver as well of that truck you know to um, I'd say it came down in a special truck all on his own <laughs> on his own yeah with a guard escort with a guard escort <laughs> <laughs> four guard outriders on motorbikes <laughs> <laughs> with cape with capes on. <laughs> oh my god. How close to the wedding did it arrive incidentally? The day before, actually, the morning before. <laughs> right. And and where are they now? They're in Tenerife now at the moment on their, their honeymoon. <laughs> and Fiona actually celebrated her fortieth birthday uh, yesterday as well. So they're listening to us this morning, um, Neil, so <laughs> happy birthday, Fiona. Well done. Happy birthday, happy marriage, happy successful outcome. Delighted for all concerned. Miles, is there fierce grief now with people buying stuff in the UK and duty and VAT and being asked for money then, yeah? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we kind of go and stuff and just explain to people at the door and stuff when we get questioned about exactly what happens. Like, you know, that anything that's bought in the UK, I know if, if some of it, some of it needs to be um, cleared with money, but some of it doesn't. But um, Do you have to ask yeah, for money at the door, though? No, 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 no. They get emails and stuff. Um, in advance, uh, yeah. Yeah, explaining that this is where your parcel is and this is what's due on it. And once like this, it's actually revenue, so it's not on post at all. Like, you know, it's actually the revenue first and then once the, it's paid, it's released. So because they're outside the EU, there's all these extra charges now. That, yeah. And do you think that people aren't aware of it at the time? Um, at the beginning, yes, there was a bit of confusion surrounding the, like the customers, but um, I think now that the majority of people have, have got the job. Well, fair play to you on the day. Well done. And is it busy, yeah. Miles, with letters? Are people still sending Christmas cards? I know they're sending yeah, parcels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's starting to pick up greatly you now this week, uh, especially since the Monday. We weren't in Tuesday, but Wednesday, yeah. Uh, Wednesday was the first day for everybody, you know. 
because we, we were behind the day as well like we had double the amount uh, but we were looked after by the company like you know so, I know well a special um, shout out for everybody doing postal delivery you still delivering post in short pants are you? Uh, no, I gave up the short pants. <laughs> I gave up the short pants there at the end of October. <laughs> It's like a blue bottle gone wrong. So I actually have two pants on. I think it needs it needs pants on the first uniform. <laughs> well, bring back the short pants in the spring, then. All right. Yeah, she's ready to come back out now. I'll have to do some beds though in uh, in March and get the old legs back up to, to scratch, and I'll be ready to sleep in April. Excellent, great story. If I don't get to talk to you, happy Christmas to you and all of the family and to everybody, busy, busy post people. Olivia, thanks for taking the call. All the best Thank to you and to Fiona and to Anthony and all the family. All right. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Bye. You're listening to the number one talk show in Cork, The Neil Prenderville Show. It's the best in Cork. On Red FM. Talking about re-gifting things or passing them on. Bernadette says by text, she says, once a friend got, once a friend of mine once got a side of smoked salmon in a box from her friend. When she opened the box, there was a card to him from someone else. He hadn't it opened, hadn't opened it, just passed it on. The card was inside. Another one, Neve says, just listen to people returning stuff. I bought a new tent but when I went camping for the first time and opened it it had been used there were beer caps inside plus no pegs plus the fly sheet actually was from another tent and that was also ripped in all fairness to the store they actually gave us a refund no doubt the other person brought it back it was never checked and just resold instead so that's kind of covers two bases there one is on regifting from this morning and also the refunds that you think you're entitled to if you bring something back uh, clearly we were talking about that yesterday and I would have thought that you could only bring something back if it was damaged if it was false advertising you know if it wasn't fit for purpose or something like that not that you could go back and cash because you changed your mind and didn't like it, then you would get a credit note. But anyway, there are more texts on that throughout the course of the morning. But meanwhile, with the countdown to Christmas continuing, we're getting some lovely, lovely Christmas stories from people and their Christmas traditions. Courtesy of ourselves in the Furniture Centre Blackpool, we have 500 euro vouchers every day and today is our fifth and final one. A Christmas tradition in our house is when I was a child, my grandmother would come to our house to make the Christmas puddings. Being the youngest, I had the job of grating everything. I still feel the sting on my fingers of cuts from the grater and the lemon and orange juice going into the cuts. There is nothing worse than the cut from a grater. You know, particularly the ones that you can use to you know, the flicky ones you use for potatoes. God, they take the top of the finger off you. Anyway, uh, we made about 20 puddings in total and would hand them out to aunts and uncles and all the other relatives. Because of such a large amount of ingredients, they would put everything on the table and mix it on the table as no mixing bowl was big enough. We used the entire table instead. I also got the job of cleaning the table after. When my grandmother passed away, myself and my sister continued making the puddings with my mom says Claire. Again, I still had the job of the grater and the cleaning of the table. When I moved out and had my own daughters, my mum started coming to my house making the puddings and my two daughters took over making the puddings with my with me and my mum while I was in the corner grating away. Over the years, my younger daughter took over with my mum, took over with mum. They got matching aprons with puddings on them uh, but yes, I still got to grate and clean the table. Well, my mum passed away two years ago and our first Christmas without ma'am broke our hearts. My youngest daughter put on her apron and made the puddings alone. And she said it was her and Nan's thing. But I still got to grate and to clean. I got a memory 
made by from my mam and dad's clothes and got mam's apron on it. So now each year, my youngest daughter will make the puddings using the same recipe to pass out to my aunts and family members. The memory, um, the memory bear now sits on the table wearing the matching aprons. I still get to clean and that's great. But now the puddings are extra special to us. Excuse the spelling as I'm sending this with huge tears in my eyes and a pain in my heart. Merry Christmas to all of the show. I think that is exactly the kind of Christmas traditions that I'm talking about, Claire. Traditions that are handed down from generation to generation. It's an absolutely beautiful email. It really and truly is. In fact, right in there is the story of the memory bear that she got made from her mom and dad's clothes. I don't know anything about memory bears, but I do know of other things that you can do. Um, and you can also get a quilt made. Um, or a rug or a, not, well I suppose a quilt really is, is the way to go or a blanket made because we did with my mother-in-law's clothing uh, the great Kitty Lennon who died at the age of 99 and my wife's sister herself and her, herself and her sister got this beautiful quilt made with lots of clothing from their mother it's absolutely glorious uh, I think actually my wife's sister herself made it yes she did and my own daughter helped her to make it now that I think of it and it's a beautiful thing you might think of doing something like that lads if it never came into your mind before think about it it's a wonderful wonderful touch and it's a gorgeous gorgeous memory as well I'm Rory and I'm Valerie and you can join us for the very best in local national and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench that's the Big Red Bench every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM get it off your chest text the Neil Brinderville show now 086-8104-106 Red FM extra busy this morning with uh, Free Food Friday I see the text coming in big numbers Oak Fire Pizza are giving us again enough pizza to feed 15 of you so text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106 hi to Anne and all the girls in Passage West Post Office to everybody including Ailish in Mitchellstown and that she would share with all of her workmates at Dairy Gold's accounts payable uh, to everybody who's they're all bait from cleaning drains and septic tanks at Countrywide Drains and they'd love some pizza. Same story at uh, Art Fallon Late Night Pharmacy. They're not clearing drains, but they're bait from the work and Caroline's there would be ideal, she says, before I go on maternity leave. Good morning to everybody at Glanmar Credit Union, Scannell's Pharmacy and Ballinine. All about gorgeous beauty salon in Black Rock. Great name for a business. Working hard, getting ready for Christmas. Guys and Dolls on the South Main Street. Uh, Flex Raw Materials in Little Island. Sunbeam Vets in Cove on board and listening this morning. Everybody at Dennis O'Reilly Crash Repairs in Drimmer League. We keep the uh, West Cork cars on the road and love some pizza. Murphy's Transport, keeping things moving and Ballinlock Road would love some pizza also, as would Harper's Hair Design in Mayfield. Good morning to Mary and all the staff at Argos and Mahan. Now, if you're shopping in Argos, don't forget to leave all of your loose change in the bucket for penny dinners. Well done. And apparently it's a Christmas jumper day today in aid of Simon at FDC Accountants on Wellington Road. Good luck with that and well done. Brian Hurley's in Clon. My son is having a few friends over to celebrate his birthday and they all love pizza. To everybody who's listening at... Oh, this is lovely. It's a special request for the local shop in Whitechurch, Ted Roach and all of his staff. And the good people of Whitechurch, somebody out there texted me to say that they kept us fed and watered through COVID and Storm Barra and they're a great bunch of people. Uh, Hi to Nan Sheehan, who's 90 years young last week and loves pizza. And Blarney Street School were in touch. The sixth class boys and their teacher Mr. Hannon and Mr. Casey they're having their Christmas concert recorded today because it can't be done live says Michelle due to this horrid COVID 
Pizza would be a fabulous treat for them. To everybody at Nine Yard Logistics in Little Island, Jeanette from My Lovely Horse Rescue, they're having a get-together in a barn. Not the barn, but in a barn tomorrow night with all the volunteers coming together. And she says if she got pizza, it would save her from having to make a pot of curry for the get-together. Little Island Dental Surgery on board. Everybody at Cork Airport Search Unit. AP Vaughan Recycling. Listenerbrain Engineering in Mitchellstown. The Christmas party was meant to be next week, but it was cancelled and pizza would soften the blow. And finally for now, the hard-working boys and girls in blue from Ballancolic Garda Station would love some pizza, please. So that's our first bunch of shout-outs. We'll do another one in a half an hour's time. Text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. It's always important to revisit stories, recap and update. And Kira was scammed out of her entire savings when she got, uh, firstly, uh, a text that came in on a correct feed and looked like the real McCoy, etc., etc., followed by a phone call from a guy who was very confusing. Uh, The long and the short of this is that her bank account was completely cleaned out. I was saying to her at the time that I'd be surprised if the permanent TSB didn't refund the money because it wasn't of her doing. Uh, And she rejoins me by phone. Kira, good morning. Kira. Hi, good morning, Neil. how, how, How much was it again? Um, it was 657 euros. Okay. Did they leave like two euro in the bank account or something like that? Yeah, was it? two euro fifty. Comple- yeah. And I know Paul said he'd come to your rescue kindly. I know. Yeah. yeah. But what has happened with the bank? And so what had happened, Neil, is Wednesday evening I got a call from... Okay, not happening for me. You got a call from whom? I got a call from the bank to say that they'll be sending out forms. Okay and that I need to bring them to the local Garda station, get them signed, send them back to the bank, and as soon as they receive the form, they'll refund the money. Did they say why? They, I mean, maybe you didn't ask, like, because you didn't want to spook them, but did they say why they were going to give it back? Um, he just kind of more or less said to me, you know, that, like, unfortunately, this time of the year that people are being scammed, it's happening, like, all over the country. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is, but, you know, they were just giving me the instructions never to check a text message, they'll never call you or email but he just said, you know, this time that they'll waive it. So I kind of more or less said to him, you know, maybe they should be like a bit of a more vigilant team, you know, that they could stop this from happening because it's still happening. I know two people this morning that called, got calls yesterday for the same thing. So he just was, you know, just he was quite understanding about it. And look, he was quite apologetic. Unfortunately, they can't stop it from their end. It's amazing why they can't stop. It's amazing why they... Yeah, she can't hear me. It's amazing why they can't stop fraudsters, right? Being able to text in the same feed of texts that the banks send you. It's amazing they haven't got technology to block that. Yeah, and look, he didn't give me too much information, but like as far as as far as he Kevin was concerned, he just kind of said like, you know, from New Year's onwards, this thing is going to be completely gone. You know, the bank... All right. Okay. All right. I think I got, I, yeah, I'm losing you there, but I got the gist of it. I wonder what those forms are. They're probably fairly standard things. The guards will stamp them for you, I'm sure, won't they? The guards will stamp them just to say, you know, that I'm, that I'm legit and there was no lying about it or anything like that. It wasn't me that transferred the money, basically. Okay. So the banks will sign that. Oh, sorry. The guards will sign that, will, will stamp it. The bank will sign off on it and they'll reimburse the money. They're not getting it back from the from the criminals, of course. They're just giving they you money. They, they didn't give me any information gotcha. about anything that happened. Okay. Well, I'm delighted for you, Kira. It's made all the yeah. difference, you know, with the run into Christmas. You, isn't it? Three kids you're rearing, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's it. And look, hopefully when it reaches the bank account, you know, then I'll be able to catch up on what I missed this week <laughs> and treat the kids as well. All right, girl. Well, listen, I'm delighted it's worked out for you. The generosity of Cork people were was waiting in the sidelines because Paul said he would give the money, but not needed at this stage. So I'm glad. Just give me a quick yeah. text when it hits the bank account, will you? Of course, Neil. And listen, thanks again to the public. No, it's not. It's not. A, it's, I'm very happy to help you, but it also works as an alert and a warning thanks to others. Thanks so much to be for everything, efficient. and thanks for taking the call to make the highlight awareness. All right, Kira, you're the greatest. Take care. Cheers. Thanks, Take care. Liam, and also, well done to Permanent TSB. They handle it so properly and well, and well done to them. Thankfully, that one is resolved. Liz, good morning. Morning, Neil. Share with me another one of these lovely stories that we love to hear about. What happened? So I'm not going to go into too much detail about what happens, but I have three kids, and two of them are small boys. Yeah, was it uh, the loft you were in? Was it is that the furniture and bedding shop? Yeah, so I was in the loft last week and there was an incident and I just want to say that Jack and everybody inside there was so nice to me. Um, I was really upset. Um, Can you tell me anything at all about the incident? I don't want to because I don't want to put Jack on the spot or anything like that. I just want to tell everyone how kind are and how obliging and helpful and understanding when somebody was very upset and I just can't say enough about them. Okay, okay. Um, Quite vague, but something happened that resulted in you being kind of worried that there might be a a bit of a reaction from the shop that didn't happen, is it? That didn't happen. That should, like, would normally happen. That didn't happen. I just don't want to put Jack on the spot and go into too much detail. Who's Jack? Jack, I, I think, is the owner inside there. I, he was. All right, not a great. No, okay. All right. Well, listen, I'm glad it worked out. Whatever it was, um, and and uh, the, the phone line isn't great. Uh, thanks for that, Liz. I think something broke or something. I think that was the whole thing. Maybe the the kids were doing a bit of caffling. Um, actually, years and years ago, they used to put signs up in shops. Actually, um, you know, particularly imagine in furniture shops and places like that, where they'd say. You know, keep the kids off the furniture, keep the kids off the bed, no bouncing on beds, no stuff like that. But apparently it worked out quite well. Um, and well done to the loft for handling it so correctly. Text 0868104106. Uh, we'll pick it up after the break. Lots to do. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. 500 euro vouchers all week long. This is our fifth and final day with the Furniture Centre Blackpool. And you can go and check them out on the Watercourse Road this side of Christmas time and maybe a big sale. In January and maybe the return of the one penny suite. Who knows? But the memories are terrific. Thank you, Anthony. He says, I've grown up in the Bandon Road. I grew up in the Bandon Road in the 1980s, and we always got our bottles of Raza from Breda Toomey and a hamper. He says that the name of the shop is Henkins. I assume that's correct. A hamper from Henkins on Barrick Street. It always had a candle in it, and I, as the youngest, lit it every year, and I always set up the crib every year. Lovely text. I know that we spoke many times in the past about the little corner shops and the shops in the community where people had credit or they had tick or they had a little book there and they bought things and got them, brought them home and then paid at the end of the week. Many people then at the end of the year or Christmas time would get a little hamper or a little, some gifts from the the shop itself and the owners of the shop, the shopkeeper. And depending on how much money you spent all year, that would determine how big the gift would be. Some would get maybe a bottle of whiskey and others would get a bottle of whiskey and a cake or maybe a brack or something. Others might get a candle in it as well and stuff like that. Every Christmas I bring my dog, this is a beautiful text, every Christmas I bring my dogs and go on a hike in the woods to try and find some holly. My late dad, R.I.P., years back pointed out a holly tree in the midst of loads of brambles. No berries, 
just a dark green holly bush. One day while walking there, he said, there'll be berries on that soon, he said. He died in 2012 and I still go to gather some of the so-called berries on the berryless holly bush, he pointed out. Two years ago, I fell off a crumbling wall and almost knocked myself out. A bit dazed, my dogs licked me awake. It didn't deter me. I went again last year, and then this year something magical happened. I was feeling a bit sad, missing my dad, and as I was walking through those woods, I could hear my dad's laugh, or so I thought, but I swear I heard it. I went to the holly tree and started to snip off a few bits. Then the sun came out, and when I looked up, I couldn't believe that higher up on the bush, there were loads of red berries on the holly. Needless to say, happy tears flowed. It was a wonderful reminder that you need to keep looking up. Here's a picture of the holly that I found, says Louise in West Cork. Haven't seen the photograph, Louise, but I'm sure it's a beauty. The lads will show it to me later on, but it's a beautiful story. And again, reminding us that we don't look up or think up as much as we should. Great memory of your dad and I can see why you go there every year. My Christmas memory is of the 8th of December when we'd have a big day out in either Cork or Killarney uh, with ma'am. Then on Christmas Eve we would do our local shopping for Christmas and we'd spend at least two hours out and about with mum coming home so happy. When we got home we'd have a brack or a seed loaf and a pound of loose tea. It made mom so happy putting up the decorations and then fixing the real candles in a jar and then putting up the crib, then waiting all night for midnight mass. We weren't tired on Christmas morning and once the cooking and dinner was over and cleaned up, my mom and I would walk again to the church. I loved going to the crib. These are the memories I have in my 59 years on this planet. Another one, my Christmas experience that stands out is when I lived in London and my next door neighbour was from Cork and had five kids. It was Christmas Day and they were all delighted with the toys. I met their dad and I said, Santa came then? And his reply to me was, yeah, he did. Can you believe it? He brought all the toys and Santa got all the credit. Even though Dad said, you know what I mean. That was about 20 years ago, and I still laugh at its story today, says Violet. And a fast one, can't come on, but we have a Christmas tradition since my grandparents were alive. We all meet at 6 o'clock Christmas Eve and light the candle and exchange gifts. And then we have Santa on Christmas morning. We still have these traditions, and on Christmas Day at 2 o'clock, no matter where we are, we have a drink together. We're doing a lot of that remote stuff these days, aren't we? But anyway, it's lovely that we have this tradition since my grandparents who have passed. And this year will be the first without my dad. But I can tell you, the tradition will go ahead, says Claire in Cove. Keep those Christmas traditions coming. Text 0868104106. Email neil at redfm.ie. And we'll pick our fifth and final winner for a 500 euro voucher from the Furniture Centre Blackpool a little later this morning. But happy Christmas to all. That's Wham and Last Christmas. Just a quick one, actually. Margaret in Mitchellstown was in touch by text. She says, wondering if you could help me out or somebody listening, a special request. Any of your listeners know where we could get a rocking horse for a four-year-old girl could be sourced. I guess a rocking horse is a rocking horse, whether it's for a boy or a girl, but maybe one of the smaller ones because she's only four years old. I'm quite sure there's got to be somebody in Cork that is either making and selling or just selling rocking horses. So give us a text and we can sort that one out. Text 0868104106. There's something else that I would love to sort out because this is, this is troubling. This is upsetting. Hannah, good morning. Good morning, me. Poor old Hannah. Can, Hannah, can I, can I just, is it okay to give out your age, Hannah? 
Uh, you can, of course. You're no 80, problem. 86 years young. You've seen a lot of Christmases, in fairness to you. Oh, a lot of troubles with it. I know, but a bit of trouble now at the moment, isn't it? Something. Oh, did you lose money? I'm in shock. Yeah, I'm did you? Shocked. What happened yesterday? I, I tell you what, no I can only get to the post office once a month to collect my pension. Yeah. And I went down yesterday to collect the same, and it was the day for their Christmas bonus. He put the money in the money bag in the post office. I went to Aldi's on Tory Top Road to do very shopping and I had separate money for that and I just came back home and when I came in home I said I'd sort that out now and the money bag was gone out of my bag. Now we're talking about over €1,200 because it would have been four weeks pension plus the bonus and God knows you need every penny of that. Um, Oh gosh, because that'll get you through all of Christmas and into the new year. Did you walk from the post office to Aldi? Did I walk? Or did you drive? Yeah. You walked? Yeah. No, I don't drive. I walked. Okay. But I, I, somebody told me I rang the guards just to confirm that it's genuine, like. Yeah. Somebody told me I've been out to the guards in Anglesey Street. Yeah. Yeah. And they... they dropped a letter in during the night like uh, kind of to go to the welfare to see if they could do anything which I, I don't know Are you without money now as a consequence of that? Oh I am yeah I mean quite hard enough now to keep the place Okay, Hot okay. And, You know you were, did you were you were you chatting with anybody after you left the post no, office? Did no, anybody come I'm up not and ask you? A person, not private enough, you know. Not did anyone? I mean, did anyone distract you? Ask you a question? Bump into you by mistake uh, or anything? No, but the only thing I'm thinking myself that when I I open my bag in there to take my glasses and um, a, a shopping list and I'd say the mask was in my way as well. I'd say I could have pulled it out and left it all myself out of the bag. Okay, did anyone... No, somebody had to pick it up, like. Okay, all right. Okay, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to overly pry, but you're telling me nobody came anywhere near you. You didn't notice anybody oh, around I, you. I there was. Oh, no. right, you don't I, know. I yeah. that it, it, uh, was yeah. there anyone else in the post office when you were getting the money? Do you know? Um, no, they were actually quiet. Yeah, yeah. Nobody outside the door or no, anything. You can't no, recall. No, there was only Ian, no, and the, the other girl inside the counter. And no, there was one person and they were gone. And I'm going in and I'm coming out on my own, in other words. Okay. And, busy, like. Okay. And did you say it to the Minaldi? Did you go back and ask them or ring uh, them? It's, it's, uh, they, they said nothing. They said nothing happened. They found nothing, like. Did they? Okay. I don't know. There. Yeah. Okay. Well, they would have cameras there. And um, what time of the day was it? That was at half past ten yesterday morning. Half ten yesterday morning and after an early. And I just threw out my bag. Yeah. Well, I would think that Aldi would at least have a look. I'm quite sure they will. Will have a look at their cameras for the time that you were in there, you know, to see because there'll be cameras that cover the till that you were at, you know. Yeah, 
Yes. And I think that maybe the yes, Anglesey yes. Street guards might visit them and ask them to do that, you know? I, I, that's what I thought they might do, but by the letter. No, not be, they're not saying that. I just have the letter here. No. Would you Would you just tell me what the did the guards give you a letter for welfare? They sent the letter to my. They told me to go to bed last night because they knew I was very upset and I was sick actually. And they they said they throw a letter in the letter box and could go to bed and they get somebody and they did and um. Oh, now. Take your time. Don't 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 rush yourself now. Just take your time and let's have a look at that letter. See what it says. This came from the guards at Anglesey Street because apparently, if you get if you go to the guards, you can get a report of st- for stolen money, and you should be able to get paid again by welfare. I'm told that's perhaps why the guards gave her a letter. Somebody is texting me here. You're right, Hannah. No, hang on a second. I seem to have lost the phone. Yeah, I think, um, unfortunately, the line just dropped. Um, we've, had a, we've had an interesting week of phone lines, I can tell you that. Let me, let me, um, would you ever let her know that I didn't hang up on her or anything because she's upset enough as it is and we'll, we'll call her back. Trevor? Hello, Niall. That's uh, very sad when you hear this, particularly an 86-year-old woman, for God's sake, this side of Christmas. I don't know what happened. What do you make of it? It's terrible, in oh. all fairness. It happened to my own brother there a few years ago. What happened? She was after losing money inside in town. She didn't know whether it was after me taking over a bag or not, you know? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you'd be... Be I know, you, I mean, it could have been taken out of her bag, she could have been fishing around in the bag, and it could have fallen out with all of the stuff that sometimes carried we, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't know at the time, you know, um, but... Was she heartbroken? Was she heartbroken about it? Oh, well, she was going mad. She was going in town to buy stuff for the, all the grandkids, you know? To get the presents in there, and something like that. That was about two grand in the bag. Or something oh like my that. God, Trevor! And no sign of it ever yeah. again, no. No, no, I never. So we all chipped in a home, and we 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 put it back over. She still one right over it, you know. Oh my God! So somebody cl- somebody clearly found that two thousand euro. Yeah. So no, I was never found. Yeah, but somebody went away with it. Awesome, and there you yeah. Okay, so it's close to your heart, and yeah. you wanted you wanted to contribute to Hannah in the event of her not getting the money back, is it? Yeah, no problem. I put two hundred in there. Look, if you get another five or six, and it's that do the same, we make up to twelve hundred in between us, and she'll be sorted. <laughs> well, your two hundred now I've, can add to that another hundred and fifty from another texter. So we're at three hundred and fifty at this stage now. That's very kind and generous of you, Trevor. And bearing in mind that it happened to you, something similar happened to your ma'am. I do appreciate that. In fairness to you. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, pal. Take no care. Problem. All right. So no. if you can get it together, we talk. All right. Fair play. In, in typical Cork fashion. No Thanks a lot, Trevor. Cheers. Take care of yourself. Uh, I'll take an ad break, guys, and perhaps I can get Hannah back. The line must have just dropped or whatever the case may be. Uh, we'll pick it up after. That's the problem with cash, you see. They, they would say that a cashless society, which is where we're going with debit cards and credit cards and Revolut and tapping and going, this can never, ever happen. But there's an older generation, clearly, that still like cash. Some of us still like to carry cash around, you know. And of course, when you look at elderly people in an older generation, a lot of them aren't online. They don't have access to online banking. They don't have, don't, a lot of them don't have broadband or Wi-Fi or anything like that. They're still getting cash. They're still going to the post office and it comes with its hazards. You can be sure of that. Back after the break. You're listening to the number one talk show in Cork. The Neil Prendeville Show. It's the best in Cork. On Red FM. Text 0868 104 106. Hannah. 
Yes, me. Sorry about that, girl. Exactly. Sorry, uh, that no, that's on my side. You didn't do anything wrong. Your grand girl, your grand. Did did you have? Did you get that letter? I did. Yeah. What does it say? Give me the gist of what they say in the letter. It, it doesn't say a whole letter. It says the the words were right, but I I can't see that happening. And let me not get my glasses. It's a letter from the guards, though, isn't it? So that would carry uh, some yeah, weight. Yeah. 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 Um, Take your time, just, your grand. It just gives my name. Yeah. My address, date of birth, um, my contact number. Yeah. And it just says description of property, one month, pension, and Christmas bonus. Yeah. To the amount of. Uh, maybe 1291 yeah Bansihan area and um, reports loss of her pension cash amount same thing yeah and, um, she from post office cash was in a small plastic money bag and may have fallen from handbag when taking glasses or that's right. That mask, that mask can be very annoying. You can't see everything below your line of vision with the mask. You know, it could have fallen out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. If it fe- but if it fell out, it could only have fallen out in the supermarket. And they say that they haven't seen anything and found anything. No, because yeah. um, and you see, I had no reason to go at the plastic bag because I had what money I had left to do the bit of shopping I'd done. I know. I had that separate, so I said I'd wait until I go home and start that money out for bills and stuff I have to do. I know, I understand. And listen, I don't, and uh, forgive me for asking the questions that I asked you, but uh, and I didn't oh. mean to worry you. It's just that sometimes people at post offices, I won't go into too much detail, but oh, okay. you, some, you know, somebody may have taken your money and we, we don't know whether that happened or not. But that letter, could you bring that back to the post office, perhaps? Um, like... I could, but what, was it, what benefits would that make? See, I think that I think that letter is only saying that you reported stolen property. I don't know whether yeah. that would be enough for you to go and uh, get the welfare to pay it out again. But I do have some I do have some good news for you. Maybe maybe you will be able to get that money back from social welfare. But you're probably not aware of this. But I've been getting texts no. already from people who want to help you. I had a chap on the air a while ago who wanted to give you two hundred euro. Somebody else oh. wanted to give one hundred and fifty. A third oh person God. wanted to give three hundred euro. And then a lady who didn't want her details given out on air got in touch, and she says that she wants to replace the entire amount. I know. Oh gosh, I know. You know. I know. I'm shocked. I. I now, I now I think I think it might be a good thing to do that, and then we can get the process moving. And if the welfare do give you the money again, you could repay it to the person. You know. Yeah. Where would I go with that? The welfare. I'm Where not. Do you know something? I'm going to say this and be honest with you, Hannah. I don't know, but we yeah. can. But we can find out. Um, Maybe Paddy O'Brien might have some information that he could share with me or he could give you a call off the air as to what that process involves. But what I don't want you to be worried or upset about anything, you know. Oh, no. like, I don't want you to think you're going to be without the money because you're not, because there's money freely available to help you now. Um, oh, I, I, do you mind me asking, Hannah, are you, yeah. do, you live, do you live alone? 
Okay. And do you have a big family and grandchildren and everything? I have grandchildren, great grandchildren, but you. And do you like to buy them bits and pieces for Christmas and things? Oh, yeah, yeah. And will you go to one of the kids, one of your kids for Christmas yourself or what will you do? What will I do? Yeah. Where do you go Christmas Day? Are you at home? I stay at home because Christmas has gone long ago for me because I lost two young sons tragically a couple of years back in it. doesn't mean anything anymore to me. I know, I know. Christmas is a tough time for you with memories, yes, yes. You all right? Sorry. That's your misfortune, I know, I know. Listen, there's very kind and helpful people out there and they want to come to your aid and that's a lovely thing, isn't it? And it's not your fault. You know what? This is not your fault. I'm I'm shocking for losing things and forgetting things. And I leave things on top of the roof of my car and I drive off with the wallet up on the car. I do, I do the stupidest of things. So, I know. I, I'm, I'm not being so careful. Now, no, listen, it happens. I've I've lost more things than I could count on my two hands. Constantly yeah. doing. I bet this is n- nothing like this has ever happened to you before. It happens to me all no. the time. No, no, no. And I'm and I'm half your age. <laughs> And, and you know, I've worked with old people all my life, 35 years as a home head for the HSE. I know. I know, I know. Don't worry about it. This is just one of these things that life throws at you. You'll get over it. Listen, if the money if the money comes back from the social welfare and you get it again, that'll be great. And and I guarantee you, we'll get, we'll get the ball rolling on that and find out how we can do that. And um, when we get off the air at 12 o'clock. But it, for now, because I'd say you wanted to do a lot of shopping and a bit of, you know, present buying and stuff like that, didn't you? Yeah, well, you know, I had to for other people, like, you know. I know, I know. They're looking forward to things. Yeah. And will you do Will you do a bit of cooking then on Christmas Day? Oh, sure, I'd only do maybe stuffed chicken or something like that. Do you not have a turkey, no, or a small one, no? No, 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 no. Would, no. you, would you like one? No, I don't want to be putting people in No, no, I'm giving away turkeys and hams and spiced beef next week. Would you like a turkey and a ham? It is spare to be, you know. <laughs> it is. There's a, and there's a spare one for you for sure. Don't you worry about that. Don't you worry um, about it. Uh, right. I'd say you had a tough night, did you? Oh, up and down the stairs all night. I know. I know. You're probably kicking yourself and it's not your I fault. Am. How would that be so stupid? Not at all. Listen, listen to me. It wasn't your fault. These things no. happen in life. It's well, a sub- Listen, you know... It's just a pity that there isn't someone with a good decency in them. That phone didn't hand it up like... That that could that might happen. I mean, maybe somebody's listening now and they found it and they don't know who to give it back to, and they might. I don't know. You know, maybe yeah, you might be yeah. lucky like that. Maybe we could yeah. get Aldi. Maybe we could get Aldi to check the cameras to find out. Do they see anything yeah. falling out of your purse or your bag? But listen, don't worry about any of that for now. We'll get the rest of the. We'll get the wheels turning on how you can apply for, um, you know, the money again through welfare because clearly. They must yeah. have some sort of process to help people who lose money. You know, you're 86 years old. You need, you know, you've given enough in your life now. Yeah, you I, need, you need I to get a bit of help. And the people at Cork want to help you. So the money's there for you to be replaced. And I can sort that out a little later on this morning anyway. So don't worry on that front, okay? 
Alright, Neil. You're very, okay. very So listen, um, just just think happy thoughts now. Forget about what happened yesterday. It's not important anymore. Um, everything yeah. will be well. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, Hannah. Stay on the phone there because Emer wants to have a word with you. Alright. Alright. Okay, Hannah. Talk later. Bye. Text 0868104106, lads. Vincent, good morning. Good morning. Something happened like that to your wife, was it? Money? It did, yeah, before I started on the other thing. Uh, about 12 months ago, she was in pennies. She put her purse on the ground, and when she uh, picked her up, her purse was gone. Her small purse with 200 quid in it. And, she, she put her bag on the ground or just the purse? She put the, her, her bag with her purse inside in it. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. And uh, and she was with her friend actually, and uh, somebody came from the other side of the clothes, like, and put her hand on it. But about six months afterwards, she got her purse back. It was found behind a card stand in a card shop in Oliver Punker Street. Oh my God! And Two hundred euro gone from it, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, well, that's, yeah. A, that's I don't. I don't know what happened to poor old Hannah. I don't know whether I don't want to go into any detail of the over upsetting the woman, but. All we know is yeah. that it's gone, but uh, at least, thanks be to God, someone's going to replace it, and many, many people have offered to help. Which but is you know thing. what? People would be watching you, see you're taking out money. Yes, so my wife had taken over the bank about a half an hour before that, whether somebody followed or run off, you don't know. Anyway, that's another story. Yeah. What I wanted to yeah. talk about, to you about, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have asked last week, yourself. I, I hope it was a good time where my son is. And um, the antigen... How much did you pay for the antigen test? I didn't pay. I, I didn't, you see. That's the whole thing. I came back early because I couldn't be guaranteed that I'd pass an antigen test and I'd have been stuck in New York for two weeks. So I came well, back ahead of the deadline. But if I were to... If I were to... Okay, answer the question for you. I was with six people. Uh, the other four stayed on and they got a PCR or antigen test and they passed them and it cost them €160 Euro each. No, because uh, I had my... I have uh, four, uh, my four children are all in America. Yeah. My three daughters and my son. And uh, they were all home this year. My son is coming next week. And uh, he uh, checked in uh, Cork Airport during the week, 100 euros. No, that was only 49 for my four children. It's gone up to 100%. It's so crazy. he was charged 100 euro for an antigen test in Cork Airport. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a rip-off. But it's is a, that... A, how, how quickly do you get the result of it? Oh, you can get it fairly quickly on your phone. Is it like in 10 or 15 minutes? Uh, no, you'll probably get it the next morning. Oh, well, that's not fairly quickly because um, you can get them, I think... Can't you get them in pharmacies for a lot cheaper than that? Well, I was out yesterday with Feelings and they told me they they can do it. Yeah, yeah. But he, he has a bot now, so I'll have to ring him and ask him. Can he, he won't get his money back. No, no, he said the test, the test is done, isn't it? No, it's not, no. So my son is in America. So he's in America and he when will he, come he over to Ar- yeah, when he, he'll come over to Ireland and have his test in America. And then when he's going back, he'd have his test at Cork Airport. Cork Airport, yeah, for yeah. 100, 100 euros. Crazy, crazy mad. Rip off Ireland. Well, that's the, the price, that's the price that, that you asked me a question and that was the price for the PCR test. And I imagine the antigen test was the same price, 150, yeah, 160 dollars. But my other, my other three daughters had only to pay 49. Yeah. And my son-in-law only had to pay 49. That was in, in October. 
That's yeah, the well, to go. That's the charge, that's man. To go. Yeah, it's, and it got up a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I there's mean, that's crazy. There's people coming into the country without PCR and antigen tests. So you're aware of that. They're flying back to Ireland anyway, and not oh, a whole yeah. lot seems to be happening to them. They're just being told that they need to go home and take a PCR test within three days. They're also being told yeah. that their names have been given to the guard of Shikona and the guards uh-huh. might follow up. I don't see the guards following up on that, do you? No, 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 no. Crazy. The whole thing is crazy. And then others are coming back. I'm just reading from the papers yesterday. Others are coming back with fake PCRs. Oh, yes. They're, they're, they're trying everything. Yeah, trying everything is right. Yeah. Well, but, I, well, I, but in spite of everything... Um, Apparently, it's uh, you can get them even cheaper than that. Thirty euro for an antigen test in, da- in Dawson's Pharmacy on the North Main Street. So there can be a lot less. Oh than goodness! <laughs> but he, anyway, well, you're going to be look, You're going to look. You're looking forward to seeing them. But that's the government again. Uh, 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 rip off. Uh, that's my son. My son is coming. He's but he's going back on the twenty fourth. Yeah. To be yeah. with his own family in oh, yeah. uh, in. Uh, Long Island, you know. Do you know what I think was extraordinary? I mean, everybody wants to follow the guidelines and the things that we've been told to do, right? So that's not a problem because we have to get yeah. through this. I understand that. Yeah. But then, of course, they you were see? saying, then, they were, then the government were being asked, like they did in many other countries, would they give free antigen tests to people and send yeah. out antigen? And they said, no, we might subsidize it. They haven't even subsidized them now. They've come out now and they said, well, we don't need to do anything because the supermarkets are selling them cheap enough as it is. Like they wash yeah. their hands of helping. Yeah. See, I have 17, 17 of my family in America, Neil. I have 10 grandchildren, my four, my own four children, and some other, and, and my sister-in-law is coming home next week as well with uh, nine people, and she was going to be charged a thousand I know. for going back. I know. So I, I, I rang her yesterday, and I told her not to do it until she comes. No, you'll get it cheaper. How many, do you say you have a lot of children overseas? I have seventeen grand. I have ten grandchildren and my four, my four, four own children. All your kids went to America. That's right. Yeah, I have nobody here but my wife, and myself. Isn't that amazing? What? And did they go to different parts of America? Well, my son is in Long Island, and my three daughters are in California. They're getting better weather than the him then, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, having a good life yeah. with the sun shining every day. <laughs> so I know. Yeah, that. probably a soft top yeah. or a hat, a hatchback car, or something like that. Yeah. Often. Yeah, well, uh, I had I had two big cars there myself up to a couple of years ago. I'm getting a bit old now. I know, but yeah, only, West Coast of America. I'm only, I'm only 88, like at the moment, that's all. All right, well, hang in there, kid. Listen, I'm out of time, but lovely to catch up, Vincent. The West Coast of America is the place for the um, for the soft tops and the convertibles. Not so much here, I think. Might get a the top down once or twice a year. Back after 11, lads. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. All week long, we've been giving away a th- uh, t- 200 euro vouchers from Michelle Jewellers on Patrick Street. Today, it's a 1,000 euro voucher. Can you imagine what you could spend in Michelle the Jewellers with 1,000 euro to spend this side of Christmas? So, as always, uh, you've got to identify these songs, artists and titles. They Either the artists or the titles, they have to do with jewellery and bling and gold and silver and diamonds and stuff like that so the three songs don't call just yet I'll open the phone lines around about 10 minutes to midday these three songs alright 
artists and titles, please. When I open the phone lines, we'll do some business then. My sincerest apologies to Anna. If she was a man, she'd have grown a beard by the time I eventually got to her. But anyway, Anna, good morning. Neil, Neil I'd have had me Christmas dinner cooked. I'd have had the whole shebang done waiting to speak. You probably haven't cooked and eaten, so my, I'm sorry about that. I said I'd be here on Christmas Eve. I'm like a juggler. I've got so much, I've still got so much in the I air, know. you know. My, pol- my sincerest apologies. All right. Come here, Neil. I'm just ringing there with the, the lady that lost her money. Hannah. Like, yeah, Hannah. Um, my brother, in some years ago, he would have had five strokes, but thank God he came out of them all right, you know, Neil? Yeah. yeah. But, like, his route was, like, to go over to Blackpool now and... Can I name a few shops, Neil? Ah, go ahead. We love sharing stories yeah, and like he loves He loves going into Heaton's now and in their own next and all those shops. Yeah. So he was... Uh, why I mentioned the shop now is how good they were and how they can... How professional they were. Right? He... Turn that radio Turn that radio down oh, for yourself, turn Anna. You'll be glad enough for me to turn it on. No, you can turn it... You can turn it back on when we go... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, he had a load of money. Like a good few hundred now, Neil. Yeah. You still there? No. No. You hear me? Yeah, sorry. No, it's not your fault. Go ahead, go ahead. And your phone lines are very bad, Neil. Yeah, I've had, a, I've had a terrible week of it. I don't no. I don't think I could put down another week of this, to be honest with you. Leave so me it, now. It's getting very bad over your phone line. I, I, I don't know what you're going to do. So he had a, he had a few hundred euro he pounds. He had a few hundred yeah. euro, right? Yeah. Bear this in mind now. And he's standing to up to pay for his stuff. And he took his money out, but dropped the money on the ground. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Now, did he know? So he, of course, he didn't notice he, he dropped didn't it. No, he yeah. didn't know. He paid for the stuff. We took out a 50 euro, but there was a load of money dropped on a couple of hundred. There was a woman a few yards behind him. And he came out and he goes all came over and he was all shaky. He said, I lost my money. We went back to Heaton's. Neil, they were so good. They went on. They were so good they did what? They went on the cameras. Yeah, yeah. Right, went through the cameras. They actually ran out of the shop running around Blackpool to see could they see her because she picked up the money oh my God. and put it in her bag. Oh my God. Yeah. They caught it all. It yes. They caught it all on camera. Yeah, go on. Caught it all on camera. Right? So they got the guards involved. And sure, of course, they could do nothing. He even stayed done the best they could. And that night, the guards came up, would you believe it, with his money. They found her? They found her. They found her and got her and got his money back. And did they prosecute her, do you know? We don't know, you see, because they don't say that, Neil, then, you see. Don't All they? we know is, and it's all the goodness out of the, the man's in the shop. He said it was a woman. They checked the cameras and checked, like I wonder what was going on. Was she was she in there buying something and just decided, oh, this is my chance or what? Who knows? Find someone you've seen dropping something. You're going to say, excuse me, you dropped that. Of course you are. But yeah. she actually picked it up and put it in her own bag. Oh my god! And they saw that in the camera when he dropped the money. I wonder how. The, I'd love to know how the guards managed to track her down. I mean, they must have. She must might have been known to them. All through the cameras. Amazing, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love all to see if Aldi would check the camera at the till there around about half but past I ten yesterday. But they should. I yeah. Th- yeah, I think you're right. I think they should too. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen. Yeah, Anna. And uh, yeah, the, you know, only you never know. You never know because they came up that night and it was about eight or nine o'clock. 
came up to his house and they had his money. Fair play. Were they the guards at Watercourse Road? They would have been. Yeah, they fair would have play. Because it was, no, they were fantastic in heat, isn't he? Yeah. Because they were going mad over him. And it was a very mean thing to do, actually. Thing ver- to it's do. a very mean thing to do to yeah, anyone. Yeah. Especially, like, if you're standing behind me and saw me dropping money, you'll probably put it in your pocket, me, but that's another story. <laughs> Excuse me, I would not. I was, I, come here. I, was an, I was an altar boy, you know. I was in the Legion of Mary. I'd never behave like that. I'd give it up. I, did I tell you that I found a fella's wallet in Marbella once, um, in, the, in a multi-story car park in Marbella, Oh my God, there must have been 1,500 euro inside in it. It was bursting at the seams. Well, anyway, you know, two- huh? All right, I'll let you, I'll let you, you go. It. Yeah, I'll let you go. One, I'll let you go because the phone. Yeah. And the other girl, she found a girl's purse over in Aldi's and there was a hot Christmas money. What'd you do with and it? And the Pope, <laughs> he saw the girl like a lunatic and he said, excuse me, did you lose it? She said, me purse and all my Christmas money. And he... They gave, he said, there you are, <laughs> And uh, the man with the wallet, we phoned the bank because his bank and cards and his money. And he, he got it all back. He got it all back. All right, Anna, I'm going to put you back to, to Emer there because I keep losing you and I just wanted to apologise to you. I'm not cutting you off, but the phone line just keeps coming and going. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 1850104106. I can't guarantee that we'll get through the call, but we'll do the best we can. Michael. Hi, Neil. Um, my God almighty, 12 grand. What happened? Yeah, 11,862. 11, and what can you tell me about it? Well, I can tell you that um, on the 2nd of November, um, about midnight, I was just flicking through my account and I saw that there was a lot of withdrawals from it, you know. Um, and I, they were amazing, really. I can call out some of them. Do, would like. you? I'd be curious to hear. Okay. So, like, Apple Computers, uh, well, it's not Apple Computers, it's uh, Apple Store. Yeah. They took um, 1249, which is 1249, 1,019, 1,369, 899, um, a total anyway for Apple Store of 6,878. Now, this is all, Neil, on the second, like, within, I'd say, two or three hours, you know? All from the um, Apple Store online. They were ordering iPhones, they were ordering Macs, they were ordering... Looks like it, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, um, the next one then was Saturn Techno Market. No, never heard of them, but... For three withdrawals, no, Neil, of 899, three times, one after the other. Good. What's the... Uh, you don't know what Saturn Techno is. Buying? Uh, they're buying something anyway, clearly, for 899 yeah, it, euro three times. Yeah, it's technology, probably, um, the site, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Then there's the, the there's a lot of other small ones. Then like uh, CK Stores Germany, twice JD Dusseldorf, Hilfiger Stores, Palo Puccino, Peak and Kloppenberg five times JD Dusseldorf and Perfumery Douglas. Perfumery Douglas. Yeah. Cork. Yeah, hundred nine. Yeah. They bought perfume online from Cork. Yeah. And yeah. the rest of it was all kind of German accounts. Some of them sound like sports yeah. brands and others sounds like yeah, Tommy Hilfiger yeah. is a fashion yeah. brand and things. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it yeah. totaled to over 12,000. 11,862. Now, I want people to realise like that um, I'm in business as well, like, and I, have, I also have a business account, you know, which this is on my personal account now. My business account was also scammed 
for small amounts of about 20 to 50 euro. About eight of those, right? Same time? Uh, no, maybe, maybe a, no, no, that's not the same time, no. Over a period of maybe a month. Unconnected you know. to this one, though, do you think? To Unconnected this? totally to this. But the point I'm making is they put all that money back in without, without me even, you know, what, I, I complained about it. And without, without doing anything else, they refunded all those small amounts. Okay, so you clearly, got onto your, you clearly got on to Bank of Ireland with regards to this. Oh, Bank of Ireland, yeah. They told me then to report it to the guards, but to tell the guards not to investigate it because they're investigating it. So why would they be telling you to go to the guards then? Because they need proof like that that I actually exist as such, you know. And that's of course you I, exist. You're their customer. I just send, I, I send them on a case number, like, you know. Okay, uh, okay. So you did all of that? From the guards. Did all of that, yeah. Um, so need trying to get onto the bank is painful. I suppose I spent two or three hours in the last couple of days trying to get through to them. And because they sent me an email on the 16th of November to say, we, we are still tra- checking out your fraud case and within three working days you will have an email from us. Yeah. Five days later, on the 21st of November, they sent me another text message saying three more days and we let you know. And I heard nothing then until about uh, until yesterday, as such. Was and what happened? Yeah, this got, happened to you in November. Was it the back end of November? In November, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, and so do, uh, I, um, yeah. what do you think they got? Did they they got into your bank account via what a debit card or a credit card number? You don't know. Debit looks card. like that. What they say here is, I've carried out full inve- review of the transactions, and I'd like to update you on my findings. From my investigations, I found that these Google Pay transactions were completed on an Android device, which your card was registered to on the 2nd of November 2021. Oh my God, how can yeah. that happen? They got, to, they got to you through your phone through account? Google Pay transactions, apparently. Yeah. In addition, I found that the activation code to set Google Pay up in this device was sent to you by SMS, along with a warning not to share this code with anyone. A second SMS was sent to your mobile confirming the registration of your card yeah. with Google Pay and the contact us if you didn't receive this. Now, Did you ever buy anything on Google Pay on your phone? Sorry? Did you ever buy anything using your phone? No, the only thing I have Google Pay for is with my business account which is a different account, and we have Google Pay on that for Google Ads that we do for our online shop, which they can now, they can then, you see, there could be a, there could be a, a link here like between the two accounts because the only Google Pay we have is on our business account, which okay. hasn't touched really for, the, for, for these amounts. Okay, well, it's, it's kind of difficult to be getting... Google, that leaves Google take... Uh, whatever ads they put up for us, and they can take it. So they have all the all those details, you know. Okay, but at the heel in the heel of the hunt, anyway, you were hacked by whatever means, and we won't overly dwell on the technicalities of that. But it certainly yeah. happened. But it wasn't of your making, and it all happened on the one night. Yeah, I see. I rang them at twelve o'clock that night, Neil. Yeah. Okay, and I said from that, and he said to me, "Oh yes," he said, "I can see that." Actually, he said, uh, "They're they're still trying it." He said, "I put a stop to it straight away." Okay, but. That afternoon, when uh, I got a text from the Bank of Ireland saying that if I recognised this transaction to Apple Store for €1,193, Euro, to text yes. yes. If I didn't recognise it, to text, text no. no. Yeah. And if they don't hear anything, that they will restrict uh, the, the card. So uh, why didn't they do that with all of the other use. transactions that they allowed through? That's not one of the transactions they allowed through. Now that was stopped. The eleven ninety three one. Yeah, but the twelve forty nine, the thirteen sixty one. The yeah, they all went through after. I think they all went through after this. 
All right. Okay, so when they they allowed one, well, they stopped one, but allowed all the they others. one, and then they allowed all the others. And, and they didn't stop it until that night at midnight when I rang them. Now, you should be getting, you should be getting an answer yes or no to every single transaction, really. You should, like. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I might have to just have a solicitor have a look at it, you know. Uh, I don't think you'll have any problem at all getting the money back from them on that. I don't think that they will. But why would they refuse you straight away, you know? But they didn't, did they, they would need to, well, they would need to investigate it though. Oh, they have investigated it, they spent a month investigating it. But they haven't said no. Oh, they have said no, yeah. You mean they have come back and said they're not going to replace, put the money back in the account? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. as part of our investigation, our review, um, one second now. Um, So you were hacked? I have no further option but to conclude that you are liable for these transactions. No, you need to go and see a solicitor, you really do. I've been on to one, yeah. Yeah, so that's nuts. Like you didn't buy them, you didn't spend the money. Sure, I mean, mate, Neil. Like, what kind of what kind of red alarm? What kind of warnings have they got? Alarms have they got? When you see three transactions for a Saturn Techno market for eight hundred and ninety nine, three times one after the other, and in the one night, four transactions. One of them for nearly thirteen hundred, another for nearly fourteen, another for these. These all these all happen within two or three hours, Neil. For eleven thousand, I'm I find it, I, I'm astounded that they have uh, rejected your. Um, very valid claim for reimbursement. I really, I, I really what do. I, what I, what you should get across, Neil, as well, is that everyone really should check their bank account every night before they go to bed. Is it that bad? Would you think? Oh, it's that bad. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is drastic, really. The amount of fraud that's online is unbelievable. Like, it's like twelve know. grand of an in one evening. It's an astonishing yeah, yeah, amount yeah. of money. You see, they get. Of course, then they 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 receive all of these products and then they can resell them and turn them into cash. Yeah. They, that's yeah. how they get the cash. They're literally they laundering the these yeah. items for cash. Yeah. But how is it Apple? They have their own fraudulent... Uh, I have no idea. Like, and how is it they didn't spot us? Somebody buying all of those products on the one... No- I don't know. Maybe they just don't turn down business. I don't know. One further point I make is that our average uh, online purchase on that, on that account is about maybe one a month. Nah, I think, I think you need to go legal on that or... Just yeah. turn turn the heat up a little bit more because you you really have been wrong there. I would I would have, I was going to say I think, but I don't think I know you have, and you do too. Yeah, you know? Let me sure, look. I leave you know how I get on. Do, no, do that, I, would you? Appreciate it. It'd be always yeah. great to get an update. Thanks for that. Cheers, yeah. Michael. Take no care. problem, Cheers. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Free food Friday. A second bunch of shoutouts. If you'd like food, then text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. It'll feed fifteen of you. Six of the big large pizzas, the garlic bread, potatoes, drinks, dips, and all the desserts for you and your workmates and work colleagues. Morning to a and everybody listening at Cork Distribution and Little Island to everybody at Henderson Motor Services on the Marina to Gates Childcare in Little Island Amari Ireland on Tremor Road are always listening Cullen View Interiors in Riverstick also listen at Bridgewater Homes in Black Rock morning to you all and as well to the people at Blockwall Developments in Ballinglana the Radiotherapy Secretaries in the Glandor Centre in the CUH Northside Tires keeping you safe on the Mallow Road Irish Oxygen on the Waterfall Road Trevor Toolhire in Victoria Road uh, the Elves are busy at Rathpeak and fireplaces getting all the chimneys ready for Santee. <laughs>
Love food, please. Pretty, please, even. Uh, to all the girls working in TLC Unlimited Child Care in Blarney, would love some pizza on this winter day. Haven Bay Nursing Home in Kinsale. Uh, everybody at the Maguire Suite at the Dementia Unit at St. Luke's Home. Alcon Finishing Department's Day Shift. Could do with a good munch. And so could all of the lads working in the garage at Little Island Transport in Carrick Tool. You've got about 10 minutes now to text 0868104106 for the last bunch of shoutouts, and we'll pick a winner before 12. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850. 104106 Red FM Season's greetings to you all. I love this uh, quick text actually. I have a funny jigsaw story for you, Neil. I decided to get a personalized Christmas photo made into a jigsaw puzzle. You can do that actually. A photograph that you love, you can get a jigsaw made out of it. And she was getting it done for her son's first Santa visit. So it was during COVID uh, and she was getting a jigsaw made of the photograph, I suppose. It was during COVID, so our Santa visit was to the Christmas display in Mountain Point. I guess that was probably last Christmas. No, Santa, just a display. You stand in front of it. She says, I wore a red coat and the carpet was red with giant red baubles in the background. Not the best idea when the jigsaw puzzle came. (laughs) It was just a jigsaw puzzle of redness. (laughs) I love that. But you know something? That in itself is a Christmas memory of that you can be sure so keep all those coming I love sharing those back to the phone lines we go with Christmas traditions because we have some great gifts based on that right across the week courtesy of ourselves and the furniture centre on the Watercourse Road so on line four uh, we have Anne Cahill Anne good morning morning Neil how are you mad keen to hear your story uh, you're a twin aren't you I'm a half a twin, yeah. Okay, well, you're one, <laughs> you're one half of the two twins, sorry. Go ahead. And yeah. you're the eldest of eight, I believe, so go ahead. We're, yeah, we're the eldest of eight. Um, there's four boys, four girls, all together. Yeah. Um, every Christmas Eve, our memories, like, of putting um, paper on the chairs, you know, putting we'd pick a piece of the chair, not, not a chair, sometimes a piece, and put our paper names on the chair so that the Santa would know where to put our toys. <laughs> So we get up on Christmas Eve and we'd, uh, our toys would be there on the chair and our piece of paper with our name on top of them and our apple and our orange and maybe, you know, the, the selection boxes, traditional goals. So uh, anyway, as the day went on... But anyway, just as a, by the way, did you also leave something out for Santi or the elves oh, and Rudolph? And oh, of course. What oh, would that did. have been? Cookies and milk. That's all we left at that time. You know, no drop of whiskey or anything, or a bottle no, of stout or no, nothing. I never like remember that. whiskey being there. Maybe a bottle of stout, all right, yeah, but not the whiskey, definitely not the whiskey. <laughs> I used to love that. You come down and you see crumbs left, and I think, wow, that's amazing. I know that the magic is unbelievable. That's for amazing kids. for Fantastic. a kid's mind, yeah. It's anyway, about kids. Yeah, as the but day anyway, goes on, um, you're yeah, going. As the day went on, anyway, you'd have the apple and the orange, and of course, with age, but they'd be looking like, and you might have. Some might have after eaten theirs, others would keep it. I was usually, I think, the one that would keep mine. And uh, the bar team would start, then I'd give it this, so the selection box would give me the orange and the apple. And Neil, I'm not talking about orange, but today I'm talking about the real thick skinned oranges. From Codmore's, a Codmore's orange. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They tasted so good. Yeah. And they were, they were trash, you know, they were like these gold on Christmas morning to get them. You know, that was part yeah, of Yeah, but I'm not sure that even as a kid I'd be willing to trade. Um, a few bars of chocolate for my selection box for an apple or an orange, like no, I mean, that would be the a... orange. You could last a few days with that orange, playing yeah, yeah. games, like you know, really playing up about it. Like you could go on a bit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it was good, it was good crack. And then I remember my sister and I we we got crawly dolls one year, and she's dark and I'm blonde. I'm like my mum. She's like my dad. Yeah. And 
those dolls went around for years. We washed them in the bath. We brushed their hair, washed their hair, changed their clothes. We we were like, they were like our babies to us. Did you ever think you know? back now as to how your mum and dad, dad did it with eight kids? I really don't know how they did it. I really don't know. But I will tell you this much. Like my dad, like his men at that time were never around really much. I really do think it was my mother did most of the shopping and got everything for us in, in a way, like made sure it was there. Yeah. I just don't know how she did it. Yeah. And she was a marvellous woman and she'd have, as she got older then when we all moved on, got married and what have you, and we'd come back every Christmas morning and we'd gather in the house and um, we'd start around, you're supposed to have ten <laughs> and some wouldn't leave that house until three o'clock till they actually got kicked out. Three o'clock in the afternoon, I hope, not three o'clock yeah. in the morning. <laughs> no, not three o'clock in the afternoon. And she'd have the dinner on the table ready and all, all our meat ready. And she, she'd want no, none of us there. We were all going, to, I was going to my mother-in-law for years. And we had great Christmases there too. And we'd all do our own thing. There was too many of us there, to be quite honest. So at that stage, there'd been grandchildren and partners and all sorts oh, of things. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, they'd all gather, all the presents would come in the door. And you go down to a week later and there'd be still some presents behind the chair belonged to my sister and that they forgot to take them and she'd drink the drop of brandy then Neil and she'd dance <laughs> with anyone that came in. She'd dance to Daniel O'Donnell. <laughs> she, she loved Daniel O'Donnell and she wasn't a drinker and she certainly wasn't a woman for going out. Sounds to me as if she's, it, not, she's no longer with you now, your ma'am, no? No, she passed 13 years ago. Uh, she, loved, she loved it's Christmas so and she, she lo- yeah, I know, and she loved Christmas morning. She liked Christmas morning. I wouldn't say she loved Christmas, to be quite honest. So I would say she used to like it because it was too much involved. But no now you can look either. back and now you can look back and understand the pressure she was under. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But she always made it a very special day for us all. She really did. She went above and beyond for us all. And even you know, in the latter years, unfortunately, my mum and dad separated, and she was on her own with my brother at yeah, home. Yeah, and she still. She still made, you know, Christmas Day feel really special for us all. Well, here you and are talking about your wonderful... Well, here you are now this morning telling beautiful stories about your lovely man. What was her name? What is her name? My mother's name was Sarah Morley, but we used to call her Sally. And where was where did Sally rear you? What part of Cork? We were from Maryville and Polder Road. Oh, lovely area. Yeah, great community yeah. there back was, in the day. She was originally from Shambali herself. She yeah. came from the country. Lovely woman. Well, listen, let's think oh, of Sally this morning and the great Christmases she gave you. All right, Anne? Yeah, definitely. We live on with our memory. All right, girl. Look after yourself. Thanks for sharing that. Happy Christmas to you, Louise. Hello. How I did, are you? I, thank you. I'm well. I did reference earlier. I forget enough of me. Your Christmas tradition. You bring the dogs on the hike in the woods. This is the beautiful story of the, the, the um, holly with no berries. That's, that's just that's gorgeous. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's 20 years ago, actually, um, this past September that we came back from New York with our daughter. So that's when it started. Yeah. Um, my dad would arrive and he would take us off on this trek and somebody always fell. Like it was funny, you know, different dogs then or whatever. My dad actually fell off the wall one year. Um, but we, we used to go to this holly bush chop off some holly off it and it was just green holly never any berries or whatever and he was adamant that one day there will be berries on that holly bush so like years passed my twin boys were born they went you know new dogs came um, I'm now going on my own I don't want to get upset so last week um, you know, my boys like are, are 18 now my daughter's 26 but last week I went to get some holly um, and Over the, the same dog, wall you know, to the same bush? 
Yeah, um, over the same wall to the same bush. Um, and it's like in a lot of undergrowth and, and whatever. Actually, two years ago, I fell and got knocked out. <laughs> you, picked a, you picked a precarious bush to go picking. <laughs> so you fell off the wall, but I heard, did you? I actually fell off the wall, yeah. Um, don't know how long. I, I had a, like a bad concussion. Um, God, oh my. Yeah, my husband was a bit concerned because he was trying to get in touch with me and ringing and there was no response. So I don't know how long, but I woke to my um, two dogs, one of them licking my face. So, you know, it didn't deter me and I'm glad it didn't. because <laughs> no, you didn't break last, your neck. Yeah. <laughs> last week I went and um, went to pick some of the holly and I was cutting away. And to be honest, um, you know, I was feeling a bit down, um, you know, all of our kids are suffering and a lot of people are suffering through COVID. Um, you know, what's the future going to hold? Where are we all going? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, I could kind of hear my dad's voice in my head. That was why I continued the walk there because I felt really close to him. Yeah. Um, I'm not a graveyard person or whatever. Yeah. But I do make a holly read every year for his grave with no berries on it. So, um, I was cutting away the holly and I looked up because the sun came out and there on the top of the holly bush was loads of berries. Oh my God. Well, if you were going to get berries growing, it would be closest to the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose I kind of, you know, what left with me was to, you know, we all have to just keep looking up. And and tell me, was that the first time you said that? Yeah. The first The first year. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I cried. I stood there and cried, smiled and laughed and cried at the same time. You know. Do you so, like to uh, think that your dad me. made that happen and uh, uh, delivered on his oh, promise that there would be berries? I don't know, but I do think we don't know and we never know and we can't understand. I mean, our visual perception is so limited compared to a spectrum of light, I suppose, for want of a better word. So we don't know. We don't know, but I'd like to think so. It made me feel better, and I think you know anything that I makes think. Me I think your dad. Better. I think your dad did make it happen. I think your dad's spirit yeah. or his energy or whatever, and you know, you thought of him as you were walking there. You thought you heard his voice. Ah. You arrived at the bush, and there were the berries. You know, it's Neil. The first thing I say to everybody close to me when somebody passes belonging to them is, I have a basic science degree, and Newton's law of physics states that energy is neither created or destroyed. It just goes from one form to another. Um, so, you know, people who have passed, you know, we may not be able to see them, but I don't think they're that far away. I think the berries were your daddy's calling card. You're absolutely yeah. 100% spot on yeah. there. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. Really gorgeous story. Yeah. Uh, Thank and, you. And you, you, you did manage to get at some of the holly with the berries, I hope, without breaking your neck, did you? Yeah, you should see the state of my hands. I've scrolled along my legs and everything. But, you know, um, I, I, I suppose my job in one way is to look a certain way image-wise, but I'm happiest covered oh, in, in wellies and in old clothes. I just love it. Bring it so on. The well old scratch marks it. will heal. The memory will be yeah. with you forever. Beautiful Absolutely. story. Thank you, Louise. Absolutely. All right, thank you so much. Cheers for that. Frank, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? All right, your mammy would have the bath oh. out on Christmas Eve night morning, is it? Oh, Christmas Eve, we used to... There was 11 of us there, and she'd have the bath. We'd, we'd be getting baths at around 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Christmas Eve. 
Was it an annual uh, bath? Like, was the only bath of the year, was uh, it? The only bath of the year. The only <laughs> bath of the year. But we used to be so excited knowing that Christmas was next. Uh, day. One more sleep and we had Santi. So it should be batting us one by one and we'd have all our new pyjamas ready. <laughs> into, into, into the pyjamas. We'd either go up to bed because we want to go to bed because we want to go to sleep. Um, and tell and me this now. Uh, when you say all of us, how many of you would get the bath? We should do us all. How many? All of us. Eleven. <laughs> and who was last in the bath? <laughs> the oldest. The oldest was last. She'd do it from the youngest up. So the youngest and got she, the freshest and cleanest water. The, the oldest got the cleanest water. Oh, and yeah. you just went. It didn't matter. You just wanted to get into that bath. Get into your pyjamas. <laughs> and... Get up to bed. So we'd be there and he'd, he'd pull the curtains and we'd dare him look out because he said, Santa is around now. If you open her up, it's dark outside, he'll see it, you'll get no toys. <laughs> and we'd be, all, we'd be all waiting. We'd be all waiting and we wouldn't dare, we wouldn't dare look out, there, out the window. Not a hope. Fix the curtains, he'd get out the bottles of coke and a uh, bit of uh, Madeira bread and uh, all this. And we'd be easy away, we'd scarf it down fast. And bolt up that stairs and into bed. Not a wall from us. Do you remember if you could get off to sleep fast enough? Oh, we'd, we'd just close our eyes, pretend. Wait till around 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, keep on saying, oh, is he there yet? Is he there yet? Never sleep at all, you think, no? Oh, we slept all right. We slept, we slept all right. And we'd be on go downstairs then until my dad came up and he put us up on top of his back and we all done one by one. <laughs> <laughs> 11 and times up and down the stairs, is up it? Up and down the stairs, he brought us down the stairs and we went into the room and uh, we'd have all, all the parcels were there and then there's a gun, a gun and caps and a gun, uh, a cowboy suit or if you're unlucky, you got the Indian suit. Uh, we used to get age, my mother used to buy all our ties over and clear, uh, clear the skills from the top of Shanice who passed away. Oh. Because she only closed only the last oh, couple of years and she passed that's away. All our stuff happening and me's going into that shop and you, you'll be outside the door and you'll see the new rifle would come in with caps. He was saying if I could get that now for Christmas, I'd be delighted with myself. <laughs> but happy days, happy oh, days. Oh, listen, how tough was it on your mum and dad with 11 kids? In all fairness. Listen, oh, listen, how they done it? How they done it? I just do not know. Unbelievable. 20, 24 pints of milk and 8 slice pans every morning outside the door. <laughs> what? 24 pints of milk and 8 slice pans outside the door every morning. You're joking me, 8 slice I'm pans? Not jo- I'm not joking you. And we'd have to buy the jam uh, in 2 litre drums. Because you you get it in the Casbah. Remember the Casbah across from the Alpha House? The Casbah, that's right. It was like an indoor market. That's correct, yes. And you buy jam inside there on two little drums. <laughs> you were worse than the Waltons, man. Oh, we used to, we used to get good night, John Boy, good night, Mary Ellen. <laughs> I mean, night, how, many, how, many, how many beds did you have? Bump beds, bump beds. The, 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 um, when they designed the bump beds and uh, invented bump beds, they were the best thing ever. <laughs> two, two in each bunk, I suppose. <laughs> that was that was unreal. How, happy memories. How many pints of milk and, and loaves of bread again? 24 pints of milk and eight slice pans. Every day? She, every day. And she'd be buying, she'd be buying milk at the end of the day, I can guarantee you. What in the name of God were you doing with, like, that's nearly, that's nearly two pints of milk each. 
That's what we do in Kirchhoff, hungry. And babies as and, well. And, of course, that was in the yeah. day when babies, they did a, they drank milk, didn't they? That's right. Before they formula. And, uh, and uh, an egg. They used to peel up an egg and twill and heat it up and, uh, and drink it. And what about dinners then? Dinners used to be two ham pots. Two, two ham pots up on the up on top with a with a little stew and potatoes and uh, whatever she used to rice big huge pots of rice and the rice would fill you up. Did you, did you ever well, hear your mother well, cursing that she had eleven children? No. Well, what what is what I say about my mother? She was small in stature, but she had a fine set of lungs and all. You wouldn't cross her. Unbelievable! <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> 24 pints of milk and 8 sliced pans a day outside it all every morning were they were they back in the day when the milkman would deliver that's right glass bottles <laughs> that's right did the bread man bring the bread or did you have to go to the shop for uh, it? well the milkman used to do everything I think if I can remember correctly the, the milkman would do the last at that time CMP so 24 pints of milk a day, seven days a week, is 160, is 160 pints of milk a week. <laughs> yeah. Now, whether it's done around the weekends, I don't know, but I can, I can remember during the day, every day, coming out to, coming off to school, and you'd have 24 pints of milk and eight slice pans. What's, what's eight multiplied by seven? Is it 56? 56. F- 56 slice pans a week. 224 yeah, slice pans a month, <laughs> right? Something like 1,500 slice pans a year. <laughs> yeah. how, how did she afford the milk and the bread alone? I don't, I don't ask me. My <laughs> father was a hard worker. God almighty. Listen, I've got to give you a 500 euro voucher for the furniture uh, centre in Blackpool. I just do. Uh, listen, thanks so much. <laughs> oh, thank so you. Thank you. I never to get another call. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget this one. You're a bit like Bernice and the huge hamper that goes to Australia. <laughs> so listen, I hope you don't have far to go from happy memories. Yeah, happy memories from the north side down to the yes. furniture centre on Watercourse Road. You go with the 500 euro voucher. Enjoy Thank it. All right. You so much. Right, Thank you so much. Good luck. Bye. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> oh my God! Where's my paperwork? I mean, the maths alone and the milk and the bread is just mind-boggling. Okay, our final giveaway for Michelle Jewellers today is not a €200 voucher. It's a €1,000 voucher. You will spend €1,000 in Michelle the Jewellers, Patrick Street. They're 60 years in business. And I've been telling you all the time, do your best to support, support local this Christmas time and all times. Not only are you keeping businesses open, not only are you keeping jobs in Cork, but you're also keeping the money in Cork and keeping the money in Ireland. All of those things count. So enough of my ranting. A 1,000 euro voucher. This is going to be caller 30 because it's a 1,000 euro. But caller 30 needs to identify the three songs, the artists and the titles. We're being very sticky about this. So get dialing now. one 850 Artists and titles, they're all blingy, diamondy, jewellery, goldy, silvery kind of songs. Get dialing. one 
Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. Now, thank you to the Furniture Centre. If I haven't got to all of your Christmas memories and I'm getting texts saying, I, you know, I sent in a memory from Bear Island and place like that. If you did, I will get back to them on Monday and we'll read them out because I want to hear those stories and I want to share them. But uh, with regards to competitions, that's closed. But you can keep the memories coming absolutely. Text 0868104106. Email neil at redfm.ie. Now, I was in town yesterday. It's a good buzz in the city, actually. Uh, fabulous time of it. I was just doing a bit of shopping and a bit of lunch. I had a lovely lunch inside in Cockbull. It was fabulous. Great buzz in there. Lots of Christmas music turned up good and loud. Actually, we went into Murray's, myself and a pal of mine. He was buying a, a fishing rod reel. I went into Murray's. My God, it was years since I was in there. What a fantastic shop it is. They have everything and anything. Oh, and listen, I was asked to remind you because I was down in Hickey's buying, what do you think it was buying? Batteries and Christmas lights and all sorts of stuff like that. But the turkey poppers are in and they have a big stock of them, right? And apparently they, they run off the shelves in there. So I said, will you have enough? And they said, we got an extra amount. And they showed me bags and bags of turkey poppers. You won't need any thermometer or anything like that for the turkey. Um, or, you know, if it's a chicken, I don't know what the story is with chickens, but this is for turkeys. And you literally, like, you just, it's like a long, you know what it looks like, really? It looks like a golf tee. It looks like a golf tee, and you stick it into the thickest part of the breast. And when the turkey is cooked perfectly inside the oven, it pops up. It's a turkey popper. They're only two euro, and they have them in Hickey's and Mailer Street. I don't know how I can give them away, because they gave me a bag to take away with me. It's like a bag of Smarties, except they're turkey poppers. So they're in there, and go and check them out. They're only two euro, and they could save the day for you and make all the difference. Okay, enough of me prattling on. Let's get this show on the road and see how we go. Greg is in Middleton. Greg, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? Okay, all I can tell you at this stage is you're caller 30. If you mess this up, I go to Ooh. caller 31, all right? All right, yeah. yeah but no there's problem. a thousand euro involved in this for Michelle the yeah. If you were to win it, would you buy yourself a, 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 a brand new spanking thousand euro watch or something? I was thinking that, but I, I don't know. I think I'd have to give half it to my mother and half it to my partner. So. What is it with sons and partners, yeah. husbands yeah. and boyfriends? They give everything away. <laughs> I know. Well, I might get something in return, you know. Is it a guilt thing or fear? Oh, God, no, 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 no. Like, if you win it, don't tell anybody. Go and get yourself a watch or something. I laughed it because she's here next to me in the room. <laughs> okay, so you're, now you're going to have to decide how much you give your partner and how much you give your oh, man. Oh, yeah, I'll have to go 50-50, yeah. Ah, that's, that's very decent of you, because you could go yeah. one-third, one-third, one-third. I suppose I could, but yeah, we we no, I go fifty fifty. They they deserve it. Every single a, man, a every school. single man that I've on the air that I give a voucher away for jewellery or that to give them all away to their loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't believe it's generosity myself. I believe it's fear. <laughs> oh no, 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 it's not fear at all. I know definitely something for my mum anyway because she's been very good to me. All right, well, to your mum and your partner, it's all down to you, kid. Now I'm going to play yeah. these three songs back to back. I need the artists and titles. If you mess up, yeah. you've got your mum and your partner to answer to. All right. I know I'd be killed. Are you ready? <laughs> Shout them out when you hear them. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. It's Kaiser Chiefs uh, Ruby. It's uh, Andrew Gold, uh, uh, Lonely Boy. And uh, Sam Smith Diamonds. All your own work? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, me and me at Google, like, you know. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Google disqualifies you. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'll move on to caller 31. <laughs> okay, well, you, you can tell your ma'am, most importantly, and your partner of equal importance, that's a 500 euro each waiting for them behind the counter in Michelle, all right? 
yes, bye. All right, bye. Okay. Nice, nice one, Greg. Have a great weekend. Cheers, pal. You too. Happy Christmas. Take care. Oh my God, what cracked me up this morning and I, I keep on thinking about Hannah. I'll be thinking about Hannah all weekend but at least she sorted in the short term and thank you to everybody got on board on that. She lost 1,200 euro this morning coming from the post office. Morning to everybody at Cork Distribution, Little Island, Henderson Motor Services, the Marina, Gate Childcare, Little Island, Cullen View Interiors in Blackrock, Bridgewater Homes in Blackrock or sorry, Bridgewater, yeah, Bridgewater Homes in Blackrock, Blockwall Developments in Ballyglana, Radiotherapy Secretaries in the CUH, Northside Tires, Irish Oxygen on the Tremor Road, Haven Nursing Home in sale, Alcon Finishing Department, the big garages in Little Island, and we know we have lots more like those before, Twilight News in Paul Street, and also Patrick Street, uh, Barry Joyce Coles, KGW Motors in Middleton, Doodlebugs Crash, uh, and all of the staff there, TK First Hygiene are listening this morning, Cove Blue Coast Skipper listening also, Boots on Half Moon Street, Wells of a God, NNG Barbers are listening, Toss Bryan's Expert in Formoy, Smith's Toys in Mailer Street, Chris Shine in Callergas and Tivoli, one or two more, Heather House Community Nursing Unit in Sarah Mary's Healthcare, ESP staff in Bandon drivers at Bus Aaron and O'Dwyer's construction were frozen with the cold Gallagher fencing the radiology team at the Matter Private the Good Shepherd Services Phelan's Pharmacy uh, Pat Toomey's shop in Barrick Street and all the girls in Hennessy Hair and Beauty so our free food Friday winners for this week thank you guys picked up random uh, oh I don't know whether it's Mary McGough or Mary McGough I would say Mary McGough at Argos and Mahan. Oh, that's lovely. I read that earlier. They're also doing, um, they've got a bucket inside there for penny dinners for all your loose change. So, well done to everybody in Argos for collecting for penny dinners and you've also won yourself pizza to share. If there's not enough for you to eat all of the pizza from Oakfire Pizza, share it with the shops around you. Our lines will stay open at one 850 106 Text 0868104106. Enjoy the weekend. I'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.